Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening, and welcome to the American Inch Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Seth Rodney. Seth, how you doing? I'm actually really good, even though I got up this morning and I thought I was going to be too tired to do my workout and all that. I actually found extra reserves of energy, so I'm I'm quite, as the British would say, I'm quite chuffed about that. <laughs> That's great. I, I had the exact opposite experience yesterday. I was, I have an Apple watch and, you know, I was trying to close my rings, uh-huh. um, which it just, you know, uh, reinforces that I'm essentially a drone, but uh, I kept I kept waiting yesterday, you know, because you know you did burn a certain number of calories. I kept waiting for like to find second or third gear, uh-huh. and I just I just never did. Oh. It was just like first gear the whole way, oh. all the way all the way to the finish line. Oh. It was definitely oh. not encouraged by my performance. I I um I like to say I like to say t- I don't really actually say this out loud, but I say it to myself when I'm um. When I, it, it, it's that it's a similar sort of analogy: first gear, second gear, third gear. I like to say, especially when I'm caught um, on the street in New York City, walking behind very slow-moving people. I, say, <laughs> I like to say that I feel like I'm I'm moving under impulse power. You know, <laughs> you know. It's yeah, like, it's yeah, like, right, God, right. damn! I like, want to go to warp speed. Come on! Not e- not even full impulse power, like one quarter <laughs> impulse power. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, so today I had proposed a, a topic that I was hoping might be a little bit more um, contentious between Seth and I, a little more controversial. Uh-huh. Um, and that is, I, I sent uh, Seth a, a little audio memo. I was in the middle of doing something and I had a thought that occurred to me. Um, it was around reading uh some opinion by an athlete. I don't remember uh, who it was. Uh, but the opinion was pretty ill-informed. Um but uh, and it was also a, a transparently racist. Uh, mm. Let me rephrase that. If we if we want to be sort of uh, responsible with our terms, transparently prejudiced, right? So okay. if, if we want to contain racism to its sociological definition of having access to the means of oppression, right? Okay. Uh, which is what it 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 means in that context. Okay. Uh, uh, I started thinking. Well, okay. Um, you know, we often give uh, certain types of public figures a pass mm-hmm. uh, for. Uh, medieval uh, attitudes about uh, social groups, whether it be gender, race, uh, uh, heteronormativity. Uh, Although we probably give them less of a pass now in 2018 than we did even a few years ago, but I still think for for the most part, we tend to give certain social groups a pass. So I think, well, what about intellectuals, right? I mean, we we toss out intellectuals lock, stock, and barrel if they reveal uh, what we perceive to be racist attitudes, homophobic attitudes, uh, sexist attitudes. Kevin Williamson. Um, uh, Kevin Williamson, a great uh, right. So the the uh, writer that was hired by the Atlantic and then is now uh, he he got axed, as far as I understand. Now I don't know much about the Williamson thing other than trying to get caught up with it in the news. So you might be able to to educate me a little bit about that. Um, so I, I, wa- I wanted to propose that maybe we're t- a little too quick on the draw, that maybe um, maybe there is room uh, for legitimate critique. Maybe there's room for um, uh, some ignorance around race and gender um, and still have informed critique and still have that person be a valuable public voice. Um, so, Seth, why don't you so I actually... disabuse me of that? 
Disabuse is such a great word. It's such a it's such a ten dollar word. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, actually, giving you a rather uh, gentle introduction, part of me started to shift um, as I was listening to you. Part of me started to think maybe I don't disagree as vociferously as I <laughs> thought I did initially. Um, but no, I, there's a there's a there's a kind of hard kernel of me that that disagrees with that position and here's why and this is and this might actually be taking you and the audience a, a bit of the, the long way around the barn but the analogy right. is just occurring to me now that someone posed a question rhetorically on some on some video site or some in some publication why is it that conservative comedians why aren't conservative comedians considered funny mm, uh, mm-hmm. and part of the reason that i came up with i don't think the writer actually made a made a good case mm-hmm. for his or her uh, positions but the reasons i came up with and i think i may have come up with them even before reading the article is that there isn't there's a degree of self-awareness with comedians that are really funny Mm-hmm. There's a way in which they are willing, not no, they're able to see the world in this sort of inter, interstices, right? Like the mm-hmm. in-between places, the places mm-hmm. where like Jerry Seinfeld goes like, you know, why is someone else pushing the button? Like the button's mm-hmm. already pressed. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like it's the observational human. Like not everybody finds that funny, but he does. That, that pe- was not a bad impersonation, by the way. I was, <laughs> kind of, I was a little bit caught off guard by that. So. Okay. But. What, but what he's done, what he's doing is he's calling out something that we, we sort of see, but none of us have the like sort of self awareness to actually bring it to the surface and say, like, why, mm-hmm. isn't this crazy? Like, why would you push the button a second time? It's already lit up. The elevator is clearly mm-hmm. not going to come any faster. It, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a degree of self awareness and enough self awareness to actually be willing to say it, right? To say it out loud, to say, oh, this is, here's this ridiculous thing that we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that conservative comedians, in my humble opinion, tend to lack the kind of self-awareness necessary to bring those things to the surface, to be able to laugh at them, laugh at themselves, and laugh at this 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 kind of silly group behavior. Mm-hmm. And part and parcel of that inability to do that, mm-hmm. I think that 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 blind spot, right, mm-hmm. that prevents them from being self-aware, is their politics. I think mm-hmm. if you cannot see mm-hmm. that the history of the United States is intimately tied up with the fate of people of color, mm-hmm. that our, our entire concept of the social world, mm-hmm. of it being a place of, I mean, in, in the white settler ideology, it being a place of contest, of, you being, of conquering or being conquered, mm-hmm. that... If you cannot see how that relates to your own conservatism and how it relates to the ways that black people have been understood in this country, not even treated, mm-hmm. but just understood, seen, mm-hmm. just how they've been mm-hmm. perceived, mm-hmm. like you, that seems to me to be the fundamental flaw, right? So mm-hmm. my argument is that if you are prejudiced, and let's and let's yeah let's parse it that way. Prejudice, racist, sexist, homophobic, la la la, mm-hmm. right? If you have those burdens, I suspect, and it may not be always true, but I think it's more true than not, 
Mm. That if you have these burdens, these inability to see another person whole or see how they slot into your conception of the world, mm-hmm. that is part and parcel of your inability to be self-aware. That mm-hmm. is part and parcel of your intellect, part and parcel with your intellectual limitations. Mm-hmm. So I feel that those people, yes, people like Kevin Williamson are blinkered. They just... Kevin Williamson is Kevin Williamson is clearly smart. He's a smart man. He's mm-hmm. he's clearly a gifted writer, but he is in fundamental ways not aware, or willfully not aware of the world around him. So I thought a whole bunch of things when when you were um, going through that. Extemporizing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I actually I uh, your critique of of conservative comedians and and. And our tribe not finding them funny. So okay. let me try and localize it a little bit. Okay. I actually think it's exact. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to specify it to disagree. I actually think you're exactly right. Uh, I think um, this touches on a topic that we probably can't get into today, but is something that you and I have talked about in in other contexts, which is um, clearly uh, conservative. Uh, ideology is not in its nadir in the political or economic realms, but in the cultural realm, I do feel like it is an ideology that is beleaguered. And um, there is not a great deal of room uh, for flexibility there because I do think that people that have conservative ideologies feel very much on the outs. And so to have that kind of comfort and self-awareness, that self-deprecation takes a kind of comfort in your own skin in order Mm. to be able to own that. Mm. Now that doesn't, I mean, a lot of times that does come from people on the margins, right? I mean, so the fact that you, you get that kind of self-awareness is why marginalized communities, uh, obviously I don't have any numbers on this, but if I had to lay money on it, more sort of progressive, interesting, edgy art and intellectual work comes out of marginalized communities than into mainstream communities because you don't have a reason to question, question yourself. So... Which that, is why you I, get the brilliance of Richard Pryor, right? Or Chris uh, Rock. Yeah, uh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right. Yeah, um, and uh, and why Dave Chappelle can still be pretty edgy, mm. actually, even mm. even later in his life with his most recent stand up. He's but. incredibly insightful. He is yeah. incredibly. <laughs> Amazingly yeah. insightful. Yeah. So, uh, so that's one thing, and I and I don't. I, I just I, I want to comment on that because I think it's a fair critique on your part. Um, and I and for the people that are listening, I, I want to also clarify something because I actually think it's problematic, which is the use of the term racism and racist. Um, a lot of people that are not academically trained or are not in tune with certain identity politics will say things off the cuff like, "Well, you know, black people can't be racist, Mexicans right. can't be racist, only white people can be racist." Right. And what they're referencing, whether they know it or not, is this idea that racism is tying run-of-the-mill prejudice bias Mm -hmm. to the institutional means to enact that bias. That, that that that's the sociological definition of racism. So that you actually it, have the power to affect yes. people's lives. Yes. Yeah. So right. in nineteen fifty Alabama, right. by this definition, you could literally not be racist as a black man or woman. Right. Right. Didn't that have the power. Not, yeah. That's right. That does not mean that a black man or woman could not be prejudiced, jingoistic, biased, whatever. Right. right. I mean, any you th- fill in the blank. Right. So 
I do think in our contemporary context, it's a very loaded word. It comes with a lot of baggage. I'm not saying that it should never be used, but I think that people that aren't directly plugged into academic vocabulary, it trips things that that are not always productive. Okay. So, so in this in this con so to, to to qualify those two things to get to to the meat of what you were saying, mm-hmm. I I wonder though once we remove ourselves from our immediate sort of uh, disgust at at reprehensible opinions like that, mm-hmm. and we step back fifty years a hundred years to people that maybe we take inspiration from, writers that we take inspiration from, thinkers that we draw on, uh, you probably couldn't throw a stone and find one of them that was not anti-Semitic, racist, sexist. I mean, these were these were unquestioned Assumption. attitudes towards the world. Yeah, yeah. assumptions about... and. And I'm not saying, and there were plenty that weren't, right? right? You had a number of French thinkers in the Enlightenment, you know, right. Denise Diderot, for example. You and right. I have talked about him a bunch. Like, he knew that shit was crazy. Like, he right. knew, like, the idea that somehow there was a difference between white men and black men or white men and black women was nonsense. Right. It's just that colonial people like tobacco and sugar. Right. And so they invented this whole ideology around it. They invented, so they invented a nigger, yes. That's that's exactly right. So, mm. so I'm not saying there's no one. I'm not saying we shouldn't hold them to account. I'm not saying... That, None of that. But I am saying that I wonder if our inclination as intellectuals is to totalize and to narrativize something that is actually far more complicated and nuanced. And that, in fact, someone like Kevin Williamson, who might have, from what I can tell, just like some crazy ideas about i mean i i read the tweets around like uh, a woman should uh should be hanged for an abortion yes. is that did, yes. did i read that that's, I that's that correctly? the gist of it and 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 the excuse that the atlantic um editor-in-chief made about hiring him was that he didn't realize that he thought that that opinion was relegated or rather only expressed in a tweet, and he thought, well, you know, or he he articulated mm. the mm-hmm. the the qualifier qualification that you know sometimes we tweet stuff in anger, so you know, blah blah blah, let it let mm-hmm. it go. But then a recording of Williamson saying this during a podcast mm. surfaced, and he's and he then thereupon um, made the decision to. Did he? Uh, did he? Uh, did he have any? Because I'm, I'm kind of soft on this idea that. Uh, so there's this uh, in there's uh, this area that calls like Twitter and Facebook. It's like secondary orality, right? So mm. you have so uh, there's uh, so let me part super quick. So orality mm. is kind of a stage of development for human beings, right? We mm. invented language. We could speak. We mm-hmm. could, you know, you could remember things in your head that weren't in my head. Mm-hmm. And then we developed literacy, which meant that we had an external mnemonic. So we had a way of information that we could get access to across time and space. Mm-hmm. Secondary orality is the idea that we have now taken literacy and mapped it onto speech. And so speech utterances, which are by their very nature messy and problematic and not always 100% truthful or considered, mm-hmm. now gets written 
on Twitter and Facebook because it's so fast and so quick and literacy is spread so rapidly that we sometimes just write some dumb shit that we might right. otherwise pre- prior to this had just said dumb shit in person and like right. uh, I'm like oh yeah that was really stupid right. so my question is is a long preface to um, did he disavow this opinion did he say like uh, oh no wait I don't actually mean that as, as far as I know no I mean I, oh, I think okay. I think he's pretty much uh, well let me be clear. I do not know. I haven't followed it that closely. But I think what we're talking about, and, and we can, I think, kind of pull the camera back and go more general right now, is we're talking mm. about opinions like Williamson's, right? So yeah, we're of talking course. About, Absolutely. We're talking about genderist, sexist, homophobic, uh, prejudice, racist in some cases, ways of, as, as um, J. Alfred, uh, rather as um, uh, T.S. Eliot said in the love song of J. Alfred, Proof rock, you know, when I am pinned and wriggling on the wall, then how should I begin? You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's they're pinning people to the wall with these, with their pin, with their uh, uh, constructions of women as people who are essentially murder women who've had abortions as people who are essentially murderers and should be hanged. Um, mm. They're pinning black people to the wall as people who gripe all the time and have no reason for all this whininess and they should shut up and just put their shoulders to the wheel, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, those, it's those attitudes that um, we're talking about. And I, I, I partly agree with you that there are people out there who are very capable intellectuals that have blind spots. They do. Mm-hmm. But I think in, to some extent what we're, what we're saying or what we're disagreeing on is my contention is that the blind spot is, blind spot is so big that mm-hmm. it actually mm-hmm. gets in the way of, of growing as an intellectual. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think you're arguing that the blind spot is just limited to that particular Please. So, uh, so I think I probably uh, so uh, let us go then you and I mm. <laughs> so to mm. to a place where to a world in which Kanye West gets to say dumb shit stuff. This, that's that true. is, I mean, just like it's bonkers. And, and, it's and, bonkers. I mean, and no one, no, and now he's an artist, so maybe you want to throw him into the category of people that are kind of allowed to say really stupid shit, um, but. I mean, you know, he's one of the largest, most influential pop figures of the last decade, decade and a half, maybe. And ellipses. I don't know what to say. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I mean, yeah. so I don't oh, want to push. Good, oh, that's a good point. No, but you, you're, you're actually, you're heading in the right direction. You're right. Because that doesn't dent his musical genius. You're right. No, about that. like, no, right. one, yeah, no, no right. one's taking that away from him. Right. Right. You're right. No, you're right. and no one does. I, I mean, I don't see anyone taking that away from him. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you, you do. I mean, there's the Twitter out his late, most recent thing, like he endorsed some He's some conservative thinker. Yes, I don't Candace even, I didn't, Owens. I actually responded to that on Twitter. I did. Oh, okay. I responded so to is, her. So who is Candace Owens? I actually do, don't know. So I, I looked this up. She um, <clears throat> she doesn't have... I'm saying this and I'm not saying this in any sort of mean-spirited way. She doesn't mm. have a great deal of intellectual bona fide. She mm. is, I think, graduated from Rhode Island. Not RISD, not Rhode Island School of Design, but some school in Rhode Island. I think mm. she has an undergraduate or, an, or a master's degree. I, I forget which one. Um, she started... Uh, 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 out in some sort of important um, 
online platform. Sorry, I'm fudging this because I literally just read it yesterday and I don't remember yeah, no that problem. much. But she then wanted to start this service that would sort of keep track of people who were accused of online bullying. And it, it said, essentially sought to create this register of people who were caught up in online bullying crises. And okay. she got a lot of pushback from people who were bullied, including a woman that was involved in Gamergate, and basically abandoned it. And then she was tapped to be the outreach, this point person for outreach for, I think, something associated with the Trump campaign. So um, she's kind of all over the place. And I'm not sure that she actually knows what she is doing yet. Mm-hmm. But the tweet that she um, published essentially said, and I'm looking for it here on my Twitter feed because, right, here we go. So she had tweeted out in, in <clears throat> response to Perez Hilton, Tom Arnold, and Sean King apparently attacking her. That, so mm-hmm. she says, part of her tweet is, I think, just juvenile. She mm-hmm. says, three white men, Perez Hilton, as far as I know, is not white, and Sean King... Mm-hmm. Is not white, but they like people like to call them that because they're whatever. Um, three white men, quote, three white men rushed to viciously attack the freedom of two black people who refused to be pawns to a leftist ideology. It should ring as a wake up call to the world about who the real racists are. None of you white men own my blackness. And Sh- uh, Kanye West has apparently replied to that saying, I like the way that Candace Owens, Owens thinks. Mm-hmm. I responded to her by saying it's not a leftist ideology to argue that the lives of black people are valuable, have not been held in collective esteem, have been cavalierly ended by the state, and deserve to be defended. It's simply Mm -hmm. being a moral thinking human being. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where that was left. So she is someone who, and I I really, I, I, I just, it feels like her, if we can call it a political philosophy, it's mm-hmm. a nascent one, if it is one. It's really, simple. It's really simplistic. I, I did mm-hmm. catch a part of her video. She was somewhere making a public talk, which is when she got into it with BLM activists, and this whole thing started. Mm-hmm. She said, it's, it's, it's victor versus victim mentality. And if you have mm-hmm. a victim mentality, you blah, 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 you know, you, and, you, and you end up going mm-hmm. down this dark road to hell, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. if you have a victor mentality, then, you know, mm-hmm. oh, it's a you know, golden apple to weigh you and you know, you're an achievement <laughs> right, right. and you're a star. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that, it's that kind of, oh, it's like, who, come on, who thinks like this? Come on. So a lot of people think like that. I, I don't, I wouldn't want to apply it in that context. But, I mean, that's just a cliche for something that's basically true. Right. I mean, it's basically true that you're uh, when I used to uh, compete in martial arts many years ago and probably no one uh, cares about that. But I know you know that. And there was uh, this uh, I forget the guy's name, but he always wore this T-shirt at every tournament uh, that your attitude determines your altitude. Mm. Uh, which is, of course, incredibly cliched and was probably on a Hallmark card 10 years <laughs> before that. And you know what? That shit is kind of true. <clears throat> if you reach a certain level of security, of material security, what, what you do with your life and how your life looks to you is largely determined by your point of view. Now, on the other side of that bell curve, or not even that bell, I'm sorry, 
in the majority of that bell curve, because you're talking about people that are at a very tail end yes. of the curve, right? Right, right? So most people don't have that luxury luxury to have their attitude determine shit because right. they're working too hard. Right. They don't have the educational resources. They don't have the emotional support. Yeah. That is most human beings for in human history and right. perhaps even most human beings currently uh, existent in the world today. Yes. But for the people that we are talking about, that are spending time on Twitter, where I am also, where you know, I'm not, so I'm not judging it, mm-hmm. but I'm saying for we are we are very much in the canary seat mm. in human social evolution and even in contemporary history, mm. and so it's not entirely wrong for someone to point out that your point of view and your feeling about your own life determines how your life looks to you. I don't think that that's totally misplaced. I think it's tone deaf when it's not very carefully contextualized, as I just tried to do. Mm. Because I think for most people, again, Mm. most people Mm. don't get that luxury Mm -hmm. to have a point of view on their life in that way, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, For a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, but I actually. You know, to come back to to the issue of, you know, so Kanye West doesn't get judged, Mm -hmm. his musical genius doesn't get judged, intellectual opinions or whatever. Mm -hmm. I do, I'm not entirely on the side that I'm arguing for because I do think that there is, it is a little bit more precarious when you are dealing with the kind of ugliness that still persists in the United States. So it's, it's one thing to have conservative ideas or very liberal ideas about whatever the topic is. But to be in a position to shape public opinion Mm. and to say something as callous as a woman should be hanged Mm -hmm. for having an abortion, Mm -hmm. to to be that uh, zealous about something that is that there is such a fully articulated position on the other side mm-hmm. strikes me as pretty irresponsible well, in just in just the same way that I would condemn someone on the left that has very knee jerk opinions about like, you know, conservatives or something like right. that. And I just want to point out, <clears throat> um, and perhaps this is putting too fine a point on it. Um, and this is not to take away from the kind of careful, uh, parsing that you're doing, but that I wouldn't, I would not use the word irresponsible. I would use the word stupid. And I, and I, and I say that, <laughs> and I say that like, like, ho- like wholeheartedly, like Kevin William, Kevin Williamson on some level is stupid in saying something like that. Like I get, like I get it. Like I get his, like he's taking a moral in his, in his eyes, a moral stance, right? Like mm-hmm. that abortion constitutes murder. Therefore murderers should be uh, subject to capital punishment, punishment by the state for committing this unforgivable crime. But to say it exactly in the context that you just described, right? Yeah. With this fully articulated argument on the other side, you know, women should not be essentially farm animals to, to just produce children on demand. La la la. Uh, or should not be considered such, strikes me, if you're doing that, if you're making that argument in the face of this, 
in this context. That is a kind of stupidity. Or it's yeah. a kind of arrogance that is commensurate with stupidity. <laughs> right. right. It looks so much like stupidity, right. like they're interchangeable. Right. 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 <laughs> right. It's right. Like, right. Who, like, really, you, who do you think you are? Like, wh- and, wh- wh- and, and, and yes, so part, yeah, you can, I mean, I'm not going to argue that it isn't irresponsible, but the way I would... No, I, would I understand. Care. You're, you're, putting, yeah. it, you're make, putting it more forcefully. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, 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 that. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and especially, I mean, pr- coming from, from you, who I know to be completely willing to call things stupid on the other side as well, what we're, exactly. you know, on, on the liberal side. I mean, you exactly. have no problem with that, exactly. which I, I've, I've always appreciated about you. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, in, if, if, if we're putting it in those terms, yeah, it's pretty dumb. I don't I mean uh, stupid um, and and so but so in you know we we stuck with Williamson which I think is a fair thing to do actually because yeah. he was just in the news I mean he yeah. really ju- he really was just in the news yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and Candace but, Owens' opinion about BLM I think is also rather I mean I, I don't know I, I, I'm not sure if I'm willing to go as far as to say stupid but it is super blinkered I mean to say that BLM activists or that white men are trying to shut up and define, shut shut her up and define her blackness. That's just mm. that's just kind of dumb. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of. It's not an intellectual position. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I, I. Uh, I mean, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but right. I, I do. Um, so I, I agree that 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 also is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't have a problem using the word stupid. I don't know why I'm hesitating. Uh, here's why I'm hesitating. Um, I worry a little bit about uh, the monochromatic brushstroke that yes. BLM uses to paint yes. uh, uh, American police practices. Yes. I mean, there are a I, I think it is I think it is very likely that in most major metropolitan areas um, that the people that do the most amount of good in uh, in uh, high crime communities are the police that mm. that they, that that community policing has shifted dramatically since the Rodney King beating. I mean, there's story upon story upon story about this. I mean, the LAPD went through a radical overhaul of their police practices after the Rodney King beating. Does that mean that I think that there aren't cops out there that do some dumb shit? Does that mean that I don't think that institutional racism clearly is alive and well in the United States? Nope. Don't think that at all. It absolutely is. But to vilify an entire profession Mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. I just, it strikes me as a pretty stupid social strategy. I I don't disagree with you. I do not disagree with you. I mean, I, I, you know, we're parsing language here. So I would, I would hesitate to use that word myself in, in, in relation to BLM, especially because I just think they're so roundly vilified by lots of other people, but of course they are, of course. But, but I do think it is really unwise to take the positions that they have and articulate them in the way that they have because honestly uh right like okay so part of the problem that we're always talking about right is a kind of is a kind of myopia Mm -hmm. in that people who we recognize as failing to fully see what's in front of them right Mm -hmm. candace Mm -hmm. candace um, uh, um, I'm blanking on her last name now. Candace, what? Wilson? Candace something? Candace, Candace. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, Kevin Williamson, BLM. 
they suffer from a kind of myopia that they're so angry, they're so full of piss and vinegar that they can really only see their morals or their worldview Mm -hmm. or their picture, Mm -hmm. their struggle, right? Mm -hmm. And they have a hard time seeing how that image that 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 passion that 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 cause has to connect to other people in mm-hmm. ways that are moral in ways mm-hmm. that are um logical or rational um and you can connect with them emotionally too but okay but it has to it has to fire on several cylinders in mm-hmm. order for the thing to actually work in order mm-hmm. for the thing to be a viable cause. And it feels like when it comes down to it, what we're getting at when we say the word stupid is we're saying you cannot see past your own navel. Like you can't, yeah. you, 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 that's, what you're, that's what you're struggling with, right? That's the yeah. lack of, like it's in some ways it's a kind of opposite of what I was saying earlier in that you're so self-aware that you're unaware of people who are outside the circle of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a, this is a really, uh, you know, when I when I think of the traits that I sort of would put, uh, what I would uh, sort of map alongside commensurate with stupidity, it it would be uh, that lack of nuance, that lack of of sort of taking yourself out of of that position. Because if we're talking about institutional racism, I tell you what, we're talking about something way more fucking difficult than just policing. Exactly. I mean, institution. Institu- exactly. This is the this is where the things like the you know kind of the intellectual underpinnings of the ideas of institutional racism or or, uh, institutions shaping our thinking Mm -hmm. isn't like uniform-wearing cops. It's the entire top-to-bottom culture and educational system that structures our thinking in ways that that produce these blind spots. That is a much more difficult beast than cops in riot gear. Like, it's just way harder to deal with. Yeah, so I guess we've come to the point where we just... um... All you all are stupid. Seth and I, are, <laughs> Seth and I are the smart ones. Just put us in charge of all of your social movements. I think that's where we're at. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah. Um, uh, I I think you should have the last word on this one, Travis. I think I just had it. I think that's good. I think we'll, we'll actually end on a kind of an absurd note. So, okay. all right. Sounds <laughs> so good. I appreciate the conversation, and yes. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. You too.